Today on the podcast, we're talking about creating killer collaborations with like-minded women who are moving in the same direction that you are. You are not meant to do the journey alone. And sometimes it can feel so frustrating feeling like you have something to share with the world, but you have no way to do that and you have no one to do it with. So if you've ever wondered what it would be like to be completely surrounded by women who are going on the journey with you and are willing to collaborate with you, you wanna stay tuned for this episode with founder of Summit in a Box, Krista Miller. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hey friend, my name is Andrea Crisp, and I am so glad that you've joined me today on The Courage Cast. I got a really fun episode for you today. I have in just probably the past month been a part of my very first summit. Now I have seen people doing these summits for quite some time and I was like, what the heck are these summits and how do people even get on them and what do they even mean? And I had like a bazillion questions as, as you do, you know, when you are new to something and I am one of those people who I just really love doing the journey with other people. And I don't think that we're meant to do it alone. And I honestly feel like we lack that collaboration in our lives and we lack that space to be creative and to really um, help each other to move forward with what we're doing. And so when I had a chance to talk to Krista Miller, who is the founder of Summit in a Box, I was like, yes, I have all these questions for her. I totally want to find out what this is all about and how it works and how um, I can be part of more summits or how maybe I can even run my own summit in the future. Hint, hint, maybe I'll do that. And I wanted to share with you how you can also collaborate with people or create your own platform. You know what? Sometimes we think we got to wait to be asked to the table. And the truth is, is that sometimes we just have to create the table or the platform that we need to stand on to share our message with the world. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Krista Miller. Krista, thank you so much for being on the Courage Cast. I'm really, really thrilled to talk to you about summits and your journey to get to uh, doing Summit in a Box, which I was like, what is that? So people are going to hear all about what Summit in a Box is, plus your journey and just, you know, how do we actually stop playing small and start putting ourselves out there in a new way? So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to have this conversation and kind of talk about that side of my journey because, yeah, with what I do, I'm always like business strategy. Here's how you do this and this. And it's fun to like go back through and talk through the journey and how it all worked and hopefully give a little inspiration in the process. Well, okay. Well, before we do that, because you you got me curious, like you do talk about business strategy, obviously. So like, tell us a little bit about what you do now and who you serve at this point. 
Yeah, so my main gig is Summit in a Box, like you mentioned, and I basically serve kind of all online business owners who want to grow their business, which is like the worst niche ever if you're going to ask the experts, but that's who needs my help. And basically, I'm helping these people grow their businesses really quickly with virtual summits. Um, if someone's not familiar with the virtual summit, kind of think of what you'd think of as an, at an in-person conference. You know, someone's running it. There's a whole bunch of speakers. You can go and learn about these different topics same idea, but online. So I'm teaching people how to do this in a way that they don't feel insanely stressed throughout the entire process. And so that it feels good to other people because, you know, anyone in the online business world has probably seen summits where you're like, wow, that's gross. And I never want to be a part of anything like that. So I'm really focused on summits that yes, benefit the host, but also really benefit the speakers and are a good experience for them. And even more importantly, truly change the lives and or businesses of the attendees who spend their time at this event. So, you know, I do that with, I have a podcast all about summits. I have, we have a, a signature program with all the templates and strategies and here's how you do it to make it all easy. Um, but basically my world is all about virtual summits. You know, I've got a million questions now about that. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked that right off the bat because I was like, <laughs> now I want to know all of these things. Um, so one of my curiosity questions right now is, like, who do you mainly work with? Like, who are the people who kind of qualify for, you know, doing these summits or hosting these online virtual conferences? Yeah, so really it's wide ranging. Um, I've got a lot of course creators, so people who teach online courses or membership sites, but I also have a lot of service-based people, so people who are doing coaching, designers, photographers, things like that. Um, Most of them, I would, you know, I like to say, two plus years in business, but honestly, all someone needs is an offer that sells. Even if it's, you know, a little course you've sold twice to your email list of 30 people. Mm-hmm. If you can if you can sell something, that tells me that you know what your people need and you know how to talk to them, in which case you have like the foundation of what you need for a summit. I like to say like the two-ish years thing just to make sure that, you know, people have their footing. It's not going to like be super overwhelming for them, anything like that. Um, but really all someone needs is an offer that sells. So we've got all kinds of people from, you know, people who are launching their businesses through a summit to people making, you know, seven figures already in these huge businesses that want to come in and see how a summit goes for them. Well, I want to know about how to run a summit. We'll get there. So make sure you stick to the end because we're going to find out all about like what you can do to actually run your own summit or what that would look like if you're interested. But I do want to find out a little bit about like your journey to get there. Now, I know that's not what you started with. So can you just Mm kind of lead us through like what got you to doing Summit in a Box? Yeah, so I started back in 2015 as a WordPress developer. So I was working a corporate web development job at the time, and it had turned into just like a a bad situation. Uh, I was the youngest person on the team and the only female on a team of like 17 people. And over time, the more comfortable they got with me, the more uncomfortable I got with them, kind of. So it just turned out to be a bad situation and kind of got to the point where I was like, I need to get out of here. I don't want to go to another corporate tech job because it's going to be the same thing. So and I was on Pinterest and I was like, oh, look at these people doing web design. I can do that, whatever. So I started a development business and it took off fairly quickly. I was able to leave my corporate job within six months and I wasn't making crazy money. My goal was like, if I can make $1,500 a month 
we will have the bare minimum we need to live and I can leave this job and focus on growing from there. Um, so that's what I did. Side hustled for six months and then went off on my own uh, and just did development for the first three-ish years. Uh, and I got to the point where that with that business where, you know, I was booking clients as I needed them. Like, you know, I would finish one project, be like, oh, dang, where's the next client? Oh, good. There's an email. Um and I wanted more. Like I wanted to be booked out farther. I wanted to be able to charge more. I wanted it to be so that when someone said, hey, I'm a designer and I need a WordPress developer, people would be like, Krista, you go to her. And I just wasn't that person yet because not as many, not enough people knew about me. And I kept having this idea of hosting a summit because you bring in all of these other industry experts who then know you, they bring their audience with them. It's a great way to make connections and get your name out there to hundreds or thousands of new people. Uh, but here's little old me with like less than 500 people on an email list. Like if I host a summit, these people are going to think it's hilarious. Speakers I pitch are just going to sit and laugh at the email I send them. When I launch this thing, people are going to be like, who do you think you are? Like, no, you don't get to do this. But I did it anyway. I had an idea one day in a car for how I could make it stand apart from all the other summits we were seeing at the time. Um, so I went ahead and did it. And I didn't expect to, expect to get much out of it. My goal was to make like two or $3,000. And even with that, I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't even want to tell anyone those numbers because I don't think I can do it. Um, but that first one brought in 16000 instead, what? which was four, yeah, four times what I normally made in a month from one thing. Wow. And I was like, this is magic. <laughs> like my email is tripled, <laughs> made $16,000. My services got booked out for six months. And now I had like 20 new friends in the industry who I totally wouldn't have been able to connect with otherwise. And honestly, my plan at that time was like, I'm just going to host a summit every six months and that's going to be how I grow this business. It's going to be an extra income stream on its own, apparently. Didn't know that. Um, but after that summit, everyone else had a different idea. You know, I was getting emails and messages from attendees and speakers. Krista, can you show me how to do that? I want to host a summit like that. Can you show me? I was like, no, that was a lot of work. Please go away. I'm not going to show you how to do that. <laughs> um, but we're here we are today. After about six months, they eventually wore me down. I was like, fine. You guys can have this big Asana project plan I made. I started selling it for like $200 just to see what happened. And people loved it. So that was, when was that, 2018? And we've just been growing and adding more products and resources from there. And I guess I found a, a gap in the market because people seem to love it. And I love doing it too. So I don't offer uh, development services except for like people I already know anymore. And Summit in a Box is what I do. That's amazing. Like, so you were, you had the idea and then you just kind of like, okay, I'm going to jump in. So were you afraid mm -hmm. to do it or were you just like, totally, I'm in, like, does it really matter what happens or... Yeah. So like the fear definitely wasn't the same fear that came with starting that first business where I was like, I need this to work and I have no idea if it will. This one was more like, this sounds fun and I really want it to work. I don't know if it will, but you know, I'll live if it doesn't, you know, I still had my development business going. So there was definitely like self doubt, but it wasn't it, like it wasn't going to affect my finances or affect my family or anything like that. So that did alleviate a lot of pressure, but it was really fun to be like, let's see what happens and everything's going to be okay. Except maybe a little bit of my pride if it doesn't work. So. Now I'm so curious, what is your Enneagram number? Uh, two. Okay. No, I was thinking maybe she must be a seven. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like, I'm no. just going to try this. This sounds so fun. <laughs> I know. Well, for me, it was like, these people really want this from me. They're asking me for it. I have to make it for them. So that's where the two comes in. Okay. Play, no, sure. that, yeah, no, very, very true. You know, it's interesting because as I've been looking through some summits and um, I'm going to be a part of a summit now, I will have already been a part of the summit before this airs, but with Kelsey Chapman, who introduced us. And, you know, interestingly enough, like that was my first time ever really like hearing about this because before I'd heard like, okay, obviously people are taking things online now and things that they used to do in person. Now they're doing online. But I was like, I didn't realize this was something that, you know, anybody could do just themselves. And like, I see so many women and clients of mine, uh, friends, people who are like speakers, coaches, authors, podcasters, you know, bloggers, whatever, you know, some sort of creative industry. And it's this like fear that most of them have to put themselves out there. Like to, mm-hmm. and I think when you said, like, who am I to actually do this? Like that to me, like as soon as you said that, I was like, that's me. Like I would be like, who the heck is going to say yes to this? Even though I know like I can get podcast guests on here, but in my mind, I'm like, surely I couldn't actually do a summit. <laughs> so like, what do you say to people who are like wanting to, you know, to take that step and do something very, very different? Out of the box, in a box, I guess. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, like for a summit specifically with with the self-doubt that tends to come up, I try to help them move the focus off of themselves because a lot of times like when you're reaching out to speakers, for example, they're not looking just at you. They're looking at, okay, what's the summit about? Who is the audience I can get in front of? They're looking at it from the point of view of themselves and how it's going to help them. Mm -hmm. So they don't care as much about, you know, how, like what the size of, like I've never been asked what the size of my email list is from a speaker or anything like that, because I have a specific audience that I'm going to get them in front of. And I pitch them a topic that I know they like to talk about and just try to make it this win-win situation for them. So when you move the focus off of yourself onto how you're going to help your speaker And the difference you can make for these attendees, if you actually, you know, just buckle down and do it, that helps me a lot uh, to not just like sit and wallow in being terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like all of I'm a one. So on the Enneagram, which means, you know, I'm probably into the weeds most of the time and overthinking like are they going to say yes what are they going to do how is this going to work you know so before I even think about doing something I've already thought about like every possible detail that could ever go right or wrong and which you know usually ends up stopping me at some point but I find that really interesting like so if you're focusing on you know building that connection but also saying to them like this is how it could serve you like how do you know like what kind of people to pull in like you know you, you say you have a theme or something you want to do but how do you know like what if you don't know people like what if you don't know anyone to actually pull in yeah, so that um, it it's it's difficult. Okay. It's, it's probably the most time-consuming part of a summit having to find those people, which you can do, and it gets it's easier when 
you are hosting a summit for like a specific audience. So for the summit, a summit I'm working on right now is for designers. So, okay, that makes my speaker search easier. Now I can go on Instagram and search for people with like designers in their bio um, or for designers, people who are targeting these people specifically, find a whole bunch of people that are new to me and it takes a long time, but I will go to their website. I will watch their Instagram stories. Uh, If they have a YouTube channel, I'll go check that out to just see what kind of person they are see if I agree with the way they do things, see if they can connect with their audience well and if they care to do that or if they're more of like the pitch, pitch, pitch type of person. Yeah. Um, And I mean, when you're trying to find like 20, 30 people, it takes a long time, but really it's probably... I don't know, three to five minutes per person to, cause it's kind of a gut feeling. You're like, Oh, this person seems pretty cool. Or, uh, you know, something here isn't right. Move on to the next one. So it does take some searching. Uh, it's a lot harder if you're trying to do it for like a really wide audience. Um, and I even hosted a summit last September for course creators. And even that was a little bit harder. I could still search like for course creators and find some people. Uh, but I think just because that's a wider audience and there's way more people targeting that, it took me more time because I found a lot more people to sit and search through and see, okay, will this person promote? Uh, Do I like what they have to say? Do I like their strategies? Things like that. So it's a process. Um, And it it, it can be intimidating to reach out to these people too. And I like to avoid cold pitches whenever I can. So if I find someone who I think I want to pitch, they go in my spreadsheet and then I have a task like every Tuesday and Thursday where I go in and like, okay, if they have a new Instagram post or Instagram story, I'm going to sit and comment and interact with them. So that when my name pops in their inbox, it's not like, a total surprise. And so when I'm writing that pitch, I can start with like, Hey, I've loved connecting with you lately on Instagram stories and what you said about blank last week or whatever. It just feels so much better when you're having to find totally fresh people to reach out to. Right. That makes sense. No, on the opposite side, like, so that's like from the point of view of someone who's actually, you know, trying to get a summit filled. What if you're like, I would love to be part of a summit? Like, how does that happen? Like, so maybe someone's listening right now is like, oh, like, I don't know that I would want to actually host one right now, but like, it would be super cool to be involved in one. Yes. Good, good question. I love this. So the, the easiest, like the easiest answer is to like, go get listed on speaker directories. The one I really love is virtualsummitsearch.com. It's literally a directory for summits and summit speakers. Okay. So go get there. They have a free option. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I go there when I'm looking for people for my summits. I've collaborated with uh, the person who runs that on a summit that we did together. It's a really awesome site. The longer answer is that you have to you have to get yourself out there and you have to be known for something. Um, so, like, if I'm going to try to fill a spot in a summit about someone who uh, talks about selling your course through affiliates, you would have to pop at the top of my mind about the person who talks about affiliates. So making yourself known for your one thing and then talking to people, getting your name out there, uh, doing some networking, getting on coffee chats, interacting with people on social media, hosting your own summit will get your name out there. Um, that's like the the longer game for sure. But the more people you know, the more they can refer summit hosts to you, the more likely you are to be found by people looking for speakers. Oh, that, that like who knew? Like I, it was so interesting because I had Kelsey on t- 
to the podcast here. And uh, then she just happened to mention it to me. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't know about that, but I'm going to follow through, which was a scary proposition for me because I was like, oh, this is like having to pitch myself here. And it was funny because like I did, you know, I talked to my coach. I'm like, what do I do? Like, how do I pitch myself with this? And even though I'd already been kind of asked, you know, I still had to like Mm -hmm. put myself out there and say, okay, like, yeah, I, I would... I would like to, if you ever have a spot or you're doing something like, think of me, you know, pick me, Mm -hmm. pick me. And because I'm, I hold a space for, with the Courage Cast, you know, a lot of times Mm -hmm. it's like I'm getting pitched. And so I'm constantly getting emails. And for me, of course, again, like you mentioned, I can read through an email and know immediately whether or not I want the person or not. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, sure. and even if they're doing things that are really interesting, I'm like, that's really cool. But no, like, this is not not feeling it. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. almost like you kind of have this, this whole thing. But, uh, you know, I don't know, I guess, like, part of me thinks, like you said, um, we've got so much to offer people. And if we don't actually put it out there, then it's not being used. It's yes. our our gifts aren't being used. Our talents aren't being used. Um, so whether you are a designer or you're a coach or a course creator or you know whatever, you could even be like I. I also teach voice lessons. It could be like a summit on for I don't know teaching lessons, which I would never want to do. Just saying that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like as a caveat, no, I do not want to do that. <laughs> Um, but still, like, I mean, I think you could do a summit for pretty much anything. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And like, as you, if you were talking, I was just thinking of a student who, once the pandemic hit, she hosted a summit for for singers who are like, now what do I do when I can't go perform? Like, oh, I've seen yeah. summits for knitters and quilters and people who play specific kinds of sports, like everything. It's so cool. You may be in a space in your life right now where you completely know exactly what you need to be doing, but for some reason you are continuing to self-sabotage and everything that you want to be doing is not happening and instead you are repeating the same patterns over and over again. Friend, I know the feeling, I have been there and sometimes what it takes is just one quick mindset shift to really redirect you in the direction that you're supposed to go. So I want to offer you a quick win, 45 minute transformational coaching session. This is literally just to help you get back on the path that you are meant to be going. It's not in direct association with any of the other coaching packages that I offer. It's literally a standalone session. So if you are in a place in your life right now where you're thinking, you know what, that's exactly what I need. I need a quick win and I need a redirect. Then I want to encourage you to go to my website, andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule and schedule your 45 minute quick win session with me. Okay, so like, let's talk, let's talk like details, you know, because now I got to know. 
if a person wants to do this, like if somebody's saying like, you know, I have so many people that listen to this podcast that are in industries that are creative industries, whether like you said, singers, um, actors, authors, speakers, designers, you name it. Like, what is step number one for them to say, okay, like I maybe have a small Instagram following, I have a course or I have a thing that I offer, I have some clients or I have some people, but it's a very small audience. Like we're talking, you know, not the big fish, we're talking the mm-hmm. small fish. What do they do? Yep. Oh my goodness, I love this. So to put your mind at ease, And to give yourself the confidence to feel excited to move forward, the first thing I always want someone to do is like figure out what what you want to get out of it and what you want other people to get out of it. Um, And and a lot of times when we're thinking about ourselves for something like this, that's the scary part. It's like I don't want to like set an income goal or you know an email subscriber goal or anything. So personally, I always go with what am I going to get get these other people? Who am I going to host this for? So who? Do you talk, if you have a business, who, who are you talking to? Who are you teaching? If it's like a wide audience, like creative business owners, for example, you got to get more narrow than that. Mm-hmm. So what are the subsets of people in your audience? So you just like listed off some of yours, like each of those would be perfect for their own specific summit that you run. And then from there, when you know who you want to talk to, it's what do I want to do for these people? Cause you don't just want to host a summit that's like, how to grow your online business. That's not going to work. It's not going to stand out. No one's going to sign up for that. You need to get more specific. What do those people really need? So uh, a summit I hosted back in September was for course creators to help them reach their biggest course launch yet with a virtual summit in 90 days. So we had a very specific outcome for those people rather than just like this wide, hey, I want to do this thing and I guess you're going to kind of grow your business through it. So we'll just go with that. When you can get specific on who you're going to host your event for and what it's going to do for them, that will give you a direction and something to work towards and a little bit of extra courage when you need it and you're getting inside your own head because now you owe it to those people because you you have this idea, you know what they need and you have the ability to, to put it together for them. Mm-hmm. So that's what I always say is step one is, you know, figure out who you're going to help for, from this thing. And then you can take it one step at a time from there. Um, and just to give like, I don't know, I'll go as deep as you want, but to give one more step is to choose a date you're going to make it happen. So you can work backwards from there and start planning out your timeline when you need to get things done, when you need to start reaching out to speakers for first-time hosts, please give yourself at least 90 days so you don't drive yourself crazy. I've had people come into my program and do it in like three weeks, and I'm like, oh my gosh, please don't. Even with even with all of the templates and strategies I have, I hate seeing people rush themselves like that because it's not fun for them. It is stressful as heck. It's stressful for the speakers to have to you know do an interview or make a presentation that quickly. Give yourself at least 90 days. If you do 120, you will thank yourself for that too. But give yourself plenty of time so that when you, maybe you run into something with tech that's harder than you expected, or it takes a little longer to find the speakers than you thought it would. You're not having to sit and panic like, oh my gosh, I'm so far behind schedule. It's like, no, I have a little wiggle room. This is okay. And I'm putting in the extra work to make this event as good as it can possibly be. So do most people run the events live or do they run them with like video? 
like yeah so uh there are there are lots of people who do them live i don't recommend live for first-time hosts because it is so much extra to manage i have done um, live panels in some of my summits with all you know all my other ones are pre-recorded and even the panel is a lot because not only do you need to worry about like the tech working when it's supposed to but you need to worry about all these people showing up on time where you want them when you want them performing well live, like I can't even imagine that stress. Like no matter how prepared you are, no matter how many times you've done it, there is stress on day one of the event. Like when this go li- goes live, is everything going to explode? I can't imagine having it be, is this first speaker gonna show up today? Okay, now is the second speaker gonna show up today? Like that just gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> so I recommend doing pre-recorded stuff your first time just to, just to figure it all out. From there, if you want to go live, it makes an incredible experience. You cannot be beat a live experience, um, but it's a lot more for you to handle. That, yeah, you know, I, as soon as you said that, I was like starting to get like little stress. I was like, oh gosh, you know, it feels like the worst <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> Reminds me of my days when I was like back in church ministry and I was trying to do everything, make things work on a Sunday. You just hope, cross your fingers that everybody shows up and all the things work together. It's like stress. People don't realize how stressful it really is. But then, of course, you, you add the tech. So if you're just doing it yourself, you're you're saying the best bet is to do it pre recorded for as much as you can. And give yourself a good 90 days. So you're talking about like having these templates. Like, so do you offer something that is just kind of like, here it is, like, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what our our Summit in a Box program is. It's like we have over a thousand resources in there from the the strategy. Here's a step-by-step strategy to, okay, I just taught you how, like, what should go on your registration page. Here's your copy template. Here's a website template for different platforms. Here's the the, uh, email sequence that should go after that. Here's how to hook up your ConvertKit account to it. You know, like, we walk them through everything so that for those people who don't want to sit and DIY and figure it out themselves, I can be like, here you go. It's still going to take some time, but it's a lot easier now. Right. So, and then, and they do, is it like something they just do on their own, kind of like go through it on their own with their own pace, or is it something you host or how does that work? Yeah, we have two versions. So we have one version where it's completely, you know, buy it and you're on your own. Then we have another one with uh, a year of of support from my team and I. So we have a community, we have um, monthly Q&A calls. Uh, I will review the registration page and review kind of the plan they have before they dive in. And then right now we're kind of um, experimenting with like little mini masterminds inside of that version as well for people who want extra support so support option not support option people people do great with with both it just kind of depends on do you want somewhere to go when you have questions or do you prefer to just figure things out on your own okay and so how do they do like how do they contact you for all that like i'm i'm just basically like let's sell someone in a box (laughs) because i i'm a believer (laughs) but i'm like you i was like you have got me hook line and sinker so how i feel like this could work and and i have so many ideas of people i need to send to you for speakers because i'm like oh these are people that would be like amazing and because i'm in canada i think they're there's so many underutilized voices in Canada that mm-hmm. are not being used because it's an American market. But there's yeah. so many amazing people in Canada that, you know, so um, 
just so you know, we'll talk about that afterwards. But um, yeah, so tell me, like, how do people like get a hold of this and get in your program and I'll do all the things. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for asking. I appreciate it. So we do a card open a couple times per year, but we have, we always have our secret little back door. If you go to our website, there's everywhere. There's a button to watch our free masterclass, which I do recommend to anyone who's interested in the program. Cause you kind of see, um, if you're having these mindset blocks, like you feel like you don't have time, you feel like you're not a big enough deal. You feel like you'll be able to have speakers. I'll kind of walk you through that. Yeah. We'll go over the stages of hosting a summit. And then at the end, I have a little private card open period for the summit in a box program. Um, so our free masterclass is the way you can kind of sneak your way in anytime you want to when you're ready to host a summit. Okay. And so it really does dive a little bit into the mindset piece. I think Mm -hmm. that, like, I mean, I know it's like all this bright, shiny stuff I think is so great, but I think the follow through for people is always in the mindset, right? It's, it's in like, you know, do I deserve this? Am I worthy of this? Like, do people want to hear what I have to say? Do they have to like, you know, am I valid enough for hosting this and having people, Mm -hmm. you know, um, want to come and be a part of it, you know? So I think those are big things that, that, you know, in case you're listening to this, if you're wondering, like, if, if I question this, I absolutely 100% question that all the time. You know, it doesn't matter who's the guest on the podcast to who mm-hmm. I'm, you know, being a part of their thing. It's always this like weird little thing you wonder, oh, am I going to be okay for this? And, yeah. and I think that building your own beautiful space and community and inviting people into that, like, what a great opportunity to actually not only present who you are, what you have to give to the world, but also like whatever it is that you are offering beyond that. So can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Because I know yeah. people are thinking, okay, like, this is great. So say I like do this summit in a box or do something, host it. What happens after? Like, like, <laughs> do you mean like it is and then it's over? Or like there's yeah. streams of things people can do beyond that? Like, what do you suggest yes. for that? I love this question. So you can go so many different directions. So my development business, I basically still have it open so I can run summits for it, but I don't have anything else to sell on the back end of that. I don't want to do services anymore. So that one is really just a standalone summit. I run the summit once a year to get a big, you know, cash influx through it to do awesome things for that community to make new friends, but I don't launch anything afterwards. What I do though, is do JV webinar partnerships with a whole bunch of my speakers throughout the year. So once a month, every other month, I'll, I'll reach out to one of the speakers who was just amazing. Be like, Hey, if they have something to sell designers, do you want to do a JV webinar for my audience? Because now I have this big email list of people. I don't have anything to sell, but all these other people have incredible products that I know are awesome for my people so that I can do it that way. It's kind of like affiliate partnerships from there. Um, for Summit in a Box, though, I obviously do have something to sell. I have my Summit in a Box program. So for the Summit I ran for this business uh, back in September, uh, that's the goal of the Summit was, of course, host an awesome event, but I want to sell some in a box on the back end of that. And we had our biggest launch ever. We had $63,000 in sales of the summit in a box program from the summit. And now we have thousands of extra people who came through the summit who are still, you know, buying it on evergreen every once in a while. And they're like, okay, now I'm ready for it. They'll go watch our masterclass and get in that way. Uh, you know, just more people that I had to talk to. I know it will pay off in a launch we do in a couple months. I know those people will continue to come back. And it just, again, the partnerships we've been able to, to do through that. I haven't done any JVs 
uh, JV webinars or partnerships or anything yet, but I know a whole bunch of people I could do that with now. Um, I have a little mastermind form from some of the speakers who were all, we all got along really well and hit it off. Now, you know, I have a really awesome mastermind that I'm part of. So it can pay off in so many ways. You can do it as a one-off cash injection audience building thing. You can do it as something that sells your product, service, membership, whatever it is on the back end. You can do it once per year. You can do it four times per year. You can do it once and decide it's not for you and be done with it. Like there's so much freedom. You can kind of craft your event to whatever your bigger goal is. Amazing. We're totally going to put the link to the masterclass in the show notes. So if you go to the show notes, you can just actually click the link and go right to the masterclass. So I'll make sure I get that from you. I don't know if I have it, but I'll I'll make sure that I do so that people can go in the back door. There's nothing like getting a good introduction from the Courage Cast and saying, I came in the back door. <laughs> I guess, I guess. <laughs> and coming in. And I know I'm I'm so excited um, to have chatted with you. I have some questions that I just, you know, lightning round, because I always like to know, you know, from people like kind of what they're interested in, what they're doing. So and we've been through such a crazy year. So um, what is and hopefully you listen to podcasts, because I'm just gonna ask you a question about this. What is your latest podcast binge? Oh, my, I love this question. My latest binge, I just started it like within the last week, is the Clever Girl Knows podcast. It's all about finance, uh, taught by a woman who is very relatable, and she makes everything easy, and I love it. Oh, I like I will definitely check that one out. Your favorite new, and I say quarantine activity, but like something that you started to do because you were in quarantine? Uh, puzzles. <laughs> I did puzzles like in high school, yeah. but then, you know, you kind of run out of time and now I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> the baby's sleeping. I'm going to go do a puzzle. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> um, the biggest lesson you learned over the past year? Ooh, I guess uh, the importance of flexibility and being able to solve problems to avoid driving yourself crazy. So like, you know, with with the pandemic. Cool. Now my two-year-old is home with me all day long and I'm supposed to be the one that works and takes care of her. What's that going to look like? Okay. Now daycare is open. Do I want to send her back? You know, now my mom can't watch her on the days that she usually does. Like just like the importance of being able to be flexible, solve problems and like see what's actually important. Like, does it matter if these emails don't get answered today or this week? Nope, things are going to be fine. My toddler needs me right now. Found that if you you have to be adaptable right now for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the next like vacation you're going to take when it's everything's open, it's possible. I know you're going to have a new baby soon, but like, you know, yeah. even beyond that, like, where are you going to take the kids? Or even not take them. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. I don't know that my mama heart could do that. Um, But as silly as it sounds, I just want to go to a water park. (laughs) Because just seeing like the joy on little tiny faces going down water slides. And I don't know. It's just easy and fun. And we live in Wisconsin. So we have Wisconsin Dells, the water park capital of the world, uh, in a a couple hours away. I just miss being able to go do something fun, not in the house. So the bar is low. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And but you must have like a big winter there too right now because you're in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's just solid snow out the window for sure. Yeah, me too. So there's some uh, Americans I talk to and not so much, but 
yeah. I'm Northern Ontario, so I've got lots of snow mm-hmm. here. And, yep. and the last question, which I is kind of always my favorite one, but what is the next brave step you need to take? Ooh, okay, this is your tough question. The next brave step I need to take. Mm, <laughs> this is really good. Um, probably like. Um, I think maybe it's what, what always ends up being my next step is to give myself the freedom to like realize I have not reached my ceiling. You know, like where I started my business, I was like, oh my gosh, if I can make $1,500 a month, that would be amazing. Like I don't need more than that. I don't know if I could ever make more than that. Okay, now I'm making 3000 a month. Okay, I can't. Like I see people talking about five five figure months. I could never do that. Oh wait, now I am. And that has just like always continued. And I feel like I'm at that place again where it's been consistent for almost a year now. And it's like, okay, this is just where I am. But why, why would this be where I have to stop? So So it's pushing yourself and realizing that there's more, there's still more for Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, yeah, there's no limits. Yeah. Unless I decide that there are. Right, right, exactly. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, How do people connect with you? Like, where can they find you? Yeah, you guys can find me over at someinabox.co, the masterclass. We will be sure to have a link for you guys for that in the show notes. And I'm also on Instagram way too much over at someinabox. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Really, really appreciate all of your like huge information, like, and just, I mean, your energy is amazing. So just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Well, I hope you got so much out of that conversation. Krista, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. I loved hearing about summits and about how they work and just really thinking to myself, you know what, this may be a road that I want to go down and could be very much a part of what I do in the future, bringing like-minded women together and really elevating our purpose through shifting our mindsets and really creating this beautiful community that we can do that together. So If you are interested in getting to know a little bit more about Krista and what she does, or even just kind of you want that backdoor (laughs) webinar, make sure that you go to the show notes where I will have the affiliate link for you and you can get in the backdoor of Summit in a Box. Thanks for joining me today. Until next time, remember you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.